Welcome back to Trader Talk, the podcast that focuses on trading education for beginners and experienced traders. Each episode, we will sit down with a trader to discuss various strategies and tips to improve your edge, as well as the risks associated with trading and investing. Thank you to my sponsor, eToro, for powering this series. eToro makes trading easy by giving quick access to the world's most popular digital currencies with low fees and social trading features in one simple app allowing you to trade and invest on the go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trader Talk. I've got another really awesome guest with me today. I've got Crypto Burger. How are you doing today, Crypto Burger? I'm doing well, Wendy. How about you? I'm great. Um, I'm actually just going to call you Burger. I think that's a little bit easier for everyone to understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. Why don't you go ahead and give, um, introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background um, to who you are and um, some of the experience you have. And obviously, um, you are not doxxed. So, um, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you letting me stay anonymous. Um, I, uh, I got into trading uh, in the late 90s um, during the uh, tech boom. Um, and that really sort of uh, sparked my interest. Uh, I saw like, you know, the crazy returns that, that could happen. And, uh, yeah, really, really got fascinated, um, with finance. So, um, I went and got my master's in economics, um, and then started working, uh, in finance in the, in the early two thousands. Um, been doing it, you know, over 15 years. Uh, I've probably held every job in the industry um you know from from you know junior junior floor guy to you know director of research um so uh about three years ago uh i started trading full-time um did not want to work for uh for someone else anymore and uh you know the the deeper you get into this industry, the more, I don't know the right word, but the more, the more drama there is. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, started doing that on my own, um, randomly found out, like I had known about crypto for, for a while. Um, a dude, um, named Mandrick, uh, and I, used to play video games together uh, and he got really into Bitcoin in like 2009, 2010. He actually wound up working for Blockstream. Um, and uh, I, I didn't take it seriously um, and now he's super rich. So he got me there. Um, but uh, a few years later I was playing with someone else and they were talking about Ethereum uh, and they had got it at like, 60 bucks and it was at like 120 or something um and i was like this is this is interesting i hadn't heard about it um started looking into it and uh yeah i got my first uh my first crypto was actually ethereum i got it at 140 and then i bought a bunch of bitcoin and uh was lucky enough to be around uh for the big run mm -hmm. um and you know, stuck around since, but I haven't traded as actively in crypto. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a registered day trader. So, uh, you know, I, I trade the market every day from, uh, from 8.30 to 4. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that that covers it. 
<laughs> wow, that's ac that's actually very interesting considering some of the other people that I've had on the show. Um, like some of them, they have you know kind of just started learning. They learned how to trade from crypto, but you have like excessive experience in like traditional finance, especially like with a, an economics background. So I do you think that that gives you an edge in when when trading crypto because um you've been doing it, you've been trading traditional markets for a long time, you've worked in the field, and it kind of seems like you're just really a well-versed guy. Uh, thanks. Um, I don't know that it gives me an edge, um, per se. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff um, in regular markets applies to crypto. Um, you know, fundamentals uh, only matter so much uh, in both, uh, and that's clear. Um, by uh, the stuff that's going on right now in the market with the, the economy being where it is and it's still going up every single day. Uh, so there are no rules anymore, um, except for like TA. Uh, so the, you know, the biggest thing I would tell people is, is learn, learn TA, get it down. Um, you know, I uh, actually took, a, took an exam uh, for that uh, it's called a CMT, um, which is called Chartered Market Technician, which basically means you're a certified chart reader. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a really good resource for that uh, is babypips.com. Uh, anyone who wants to learn, uh, I say just do that entire course front to back and uh, you should be all right uh, to start, um, you know, always start small risk management. Don't, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay to buy, like, you know, when I first started trading, you know, uh, I, I would just buy, you know, hundred shares at a time. Mm -hmm. Like I would never do anything more than that just until like I got everything down. I mean, my first six months, I couldn't tell you how much money I lost because I hit the wrong button. Uh, mm -hmm. like stupid mistakes and you just have to get, you just have to be perfect, right? Like you, you sort of have to try turn yourself into a machine uh, to trade uh, and then trade well, um, which is probably why so many people just, you know, use algorithms um, because, you know, if you don't have that, that mindset that like none of this is, I don't want to say none of this is real, but like you can't think of it as like money. Right. Um, you know, something I think that helped me a lot, uh, I played a lot of poker, uh, in college and was actually how I put myself through most of it. Um, and, uh, a lot of traders, um, who I know and I meet, um, with the exception of this summer, uh, tend to take like two or three months off and go out to Vegas and play in the world series. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's very similar, uh, in terms of just, uh, understanding, you know, your risk reward pot odds, you know, calculating, you know, when, when to walk away, when, to, when to not like they're, you know, they're the, the mathematical fundamentals of poker uh, apply a lot in, uh, in trading. Um, so, um, it's actually, it's actually yeah. interesting that you brought poker up because when I was growing up, my, uh, my grandfather, when he got out of the military and I want to say it was World War II, he was a pool shark. That's how he paid his bills. And of course he played poker and he gambled a little bit, you know, to kind of supplement the income. Um, but I remember going over to my grandma's house at a really young age and he always had 
like he was like a collector so he collected really cool stuff and um i remember he had a couple poker sets and i remember on his shelf there's a lot of books about poker and the strategy at like just on how to play different card games and i always thought it was interesting at such a young age i was like it's just a card game why is does there need to be like 500 page books or 200 page books on right. playing cards and then i learned how to play poker at a young age just for fun with the family we would do it after like sunday night dinner and there is a strategy to it so it's interesting that you bring up um poker and the mathematics behind it and then kind of applying it to trading because when you're trading you talked about risk management risk management is very important and i feel like when you're trading for a living when you're trading for an income i think that sometimes it feels like it's not real what we're doing because like it's we're online and we're pressing a button and we can either make a lot of money or we can lose a lot of money that way so understanding and being able to kind of understand that this is real this is a reality and having um, specific like tactics or risk to kind of complement that is important absolutely um absolutely if uh if you're trading full-time uh i i would say uh at least in in uh in traditional um never risk more than two percent of your stack and that's a good that's another good um strategy because a lot of people come in especially to crypto and they put a lot of money and i get dms all the time from people and they're like wendy can you send me money because i blew my stack and i'm thinking to myself it's like you blew your stack so okay that that sucks that's unfortunate but you know, eventually like you work and you get more income, but why it kind of just sounds like they're using too much money to trade or they're not manage, managing their risk correctly because there, there's steps that you can take. You can use the stop loss. There's different things you can do. Obviously, you know, trading is hard and it's, it's not easy to do. And there is a lot of risk there, but I feel like if you manage your risk correctly, the chances of you losing your whole trading stack are very slim. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, and another thing, and I know a lot of people scoff at it, um, but paper trading is a thing. I paper mm -hmm. traded for six months before I ever like actually hit a button. Um, so like you, you've just got to get in that mindset, that routine. And like, frankly, you've got to figure out, you've got to figure out what you're doing before you like, before you do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I know, I know my entry exit and, and stop before I enter any trade. No, it's so it's super super important, and I'm glad that you brought paper trading up because I there's some traders that are like, no, you have to actually use your money, and then there's other traders who are like, no, you need a paper trade. Me personally, um, I think paper trading is important. Um, I I don't and I don't day trade too much anymore. When I first got into crypto and I first learned how to trade, I was doing that because I had more time. But now I just do it more as like you know more as a hobby and more as you know like like extra income. And sometimes I'll paper trade because it's i'm still i feel like it's important to pay attention to the markets that you're trading even if you're not necessarily in a trade because you could learn something you could especially if you're jotting it down in your journal you can go back and say hey this is what happened i, I would have taken this trade here then i could have made money or i would have lost and you can kind of make notes and refer back to them when you come to a similar situation for sure for sure um you know i've been I've been long for a couple months um, in Bitcoin, but every time I see someone post a chart, like if I haven't, if I haven't looked at it recently, I'll go pull it up and be like, what, what's this dude saying? Mm -hmm. um, because I, I just need to, yeah, like you said, you just got to keep, keep abreast of the situation. So as far as um, quitting your job, because it sounded like you had a pretty good job in traditional finance and what, what was the motivation for you to quit and to become a full-time trader? Um, 
so I worked at a, a, a pretty boutique shop um, for over 10 years and uh, we got bought out um, by publicly traded company. Um, and, you know, we went from 160 people to three and a half thousand. Uh, and the, the level of like, I was, I was starting to get fed up with it. And then uh, they decided to clo close the DC office um, and they offered me relocation uh, and I didn't want to move. Um, so I was just basically like, yeah, I'm out. Like I was already sort of being pushed that way um, mm -hmm. because like the level of bureaucracy and nonsense, like, you know, in a, in a massive finance company is, is, it was terrible coming from a company where, you know, I basically worked my way up from, from the bottom. Um, and they were basically a quasi startup, you know, um, when I started, there was probably 75 people there. Um, and, uh, we weren't doing nearly the amount of stuff we were doing at the end. So, um, you know, being able to like actively affect change and build something and like see it, uh, in action versus like, having to get 17 steps of approval to do some minor thing that you could, mm -hmm. that normally I could have knocked out in like a day with one developer. Um, like that kind of stuff just really was, was eating, was eating at me. And so, uh, you know, them, uh, them shutting down the office was really just the, the catalyst I needed to just be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's very interesting. I feel like that's happening a lot in corporate America. You're seeing a lot of small places prior to all this pandemic stuff getting bought up. And I feel like they're taking freedom from employees to where employees before all this crazy corporate structure, you were able to make choices and you're able to like help your customers or your clients or do what was right for the company. And now they're kind of taking those opportunities away from employees. I kind of had a similar story with healthcare. So I feel like the the idea and the, the want and the desire to become an entrepreneur is becoming apparent for a lot more people. I think trading is a great way to, you know, to make your dreams come true as far as, you know, working from home, but there's a lot of risks and there's a lot of knowledge that goes into it. It's not just, oh, well, I'm going to quit my job and learn how to trade. You, you practice paper trading six months before you left your job. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, I cannot emphasize enough. Just like, don't just quit your job and, uh, and become a trader. It right. is a, it is a never ending grind and it's a grind I happen to like and I, I enjoy it, but it's a grind. Uh, I spend more time figuring out strategies, keeping up on like news events and like just generally paying attention to everything going on than I did before, uh, when I was working, you know, um, I, it's very hard to like turn it off. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll typically, um, you know, I closed up a little early today cause, um, whenever the president talks, the market just, just, <laughs> yeah. just goes crazy. Um, but typically, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll close up at four. Uh, I'll spend like an hour, hour and a half going through my trades, seeing what I did right, what I did wrong, you know, marking everything down. Uh, then, uh, you know, I'll chill for a few hours and then the like, last hour or two before I go to sleep, I'm like, what's going on? How did, uh, you know, how, what, what's the news in Europe? What's the news in Asia? You know, how are those markets going to open? Um, cause those sometimes set the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, I'll check all that and then 
up up in up early in the morning for the same thing what news happened what happened while i was asleep you know what's the what's the open look like and uh you know do it all again so how did you learn to actually trade i mean i know you have the traditional finance background but it was there a particular like did you learn in school like did you was there, and you mentioned Baby Pips. Baby Pips is an amazing free resource, guys. Please always go to babypips.com when you have questions or anything like that, because if you if you search it, you'll probably find what you're looking for, and it's done in a really, really great way. But as far for you, like, what? how did you learn to trade? Um, in the beginning, it was it was trial and error. Um, I, uh, I had gotten some, some money for a couple birthdays. I had saved up, and... Uh, you know, asked my, uh, asked my dad to open me an E-Trade account and, uh, you know, just, just started like, you know, I looked at the screen and I was like, all right, I don't know what any of this means. And I like, you know, went to the library, found a book and was like, all right, Old <laughs> <let's>, school. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, and then like my older brother, um, is uh is is act is actually also a day trader he's been doing it uh shit like 15 years um and so that was uh he was always a reference um but um i always did like long-term stuff right and so mm -hmm. long-term stuff i mean f fundamentals matter uh, a bit and then just like every i mean it's just been the best you know 20 years of all time so like it's kind of hard to lose money um, overall, just just doing long term stuff. Um, when I wanted to start getting into short term stuff uh, was when I hit him up, uh, and he gave me um, some books to to look at, and uh, you know I I um, I started studying for that that uh, market technician test, um, and. Um, I got that before I even started as well, um, and then when I was ready. Uh, he introduced me to some people uh, in New York, uh, and I went and took all my licensing exams and, uh, you know, went from there. So that's pretty interesting that you're able to go to your brother, that he's also into trading as well. Do you think it's important to have, like, a strong network of people, like maybe a group that you discuss your trades with? Uh, absolutely. Um, I I mean, the guys that that I've met through trading, you know, we talk um, everyone's got their own strategy and their own niche, but like, you know, there, there's a few dudes I talk to every day, every morning. Uh, I'm like, you know, what's up? What are you guys looking at? This is what I'm seeing. This is what you're seeing. Like, you know, we, uh, we, we've got a good relationship and we trust each other enough that, you know, um, we, and we do similar enough stuff that like, you know, they, they can do they can do their thing. I can do my thing. And, you know, if I see something, I'll let them know. And if they see something, they'll let me know. And it's, it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, one of the things with me, when I first started trading, I didn't really, it was just like kind of me just hanging out. Like I learned. And then I just keep, I, I don't have like too big of a group of people that I share my stuff with, but there are some traders that I will reach out to be like, Hey, I want to long the market. What do you guys think? And blah, blah, blah. So I do think a network is super important because you can bounce ideas off. And like, let's say that there's something that you miss, you can always, you know, go back and talk to these people and they can explain to you and you're like, Oh, that clicks. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was, uh, I was always happy to, to talk to, to people, but, uh, 
there were so many like paid discords and and other stuff i just i just stayed away uh i was just like you guys do your thing man uh (laughs) (laughs) um and then once all that sort of died down um and then like some community started sprouting up then that that sort of became cool um you know i i love the bottom shorters discord uh i think it's hilarious and you know those guys are always talking about something uh trading related or not so um yeah you've got a you know also like it's lonely man like it is if this is what, if this if this is what you're doing like and you're not talking to someone about it like come on i mean we all know we're sitting at home right so Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you've got to communicate and, and get whatever contact you can. <laughs> I totally agree. So let's talk a little bit about indicators and like, maybe like a good setup for you. Like, do you use indicators when you trade? Or are you like strictly like a naked charts kind of guy? Uh, I do use, uh, I do use indicators, um, predominantly, uh, eight, the, the eight and the 20, uh, MA, um, okay. are, our key uh bollinger bands um and then uh i like to use uh the the viper vpvr um which is a volume profile Love it. um and, along with the vwap uh which is volume weighted average price um so just some lines um nothing nothing too crazy um know typically look at the five and 15 minute charts oh wow uh and uh yeah that's what that's you know you can't really you can't really get fancy when you're when you're intraday uh you know i close out my positions by four every day like i hold i don't hold anything overnight is Uh, that is that with crypto or is that with um with traditional uh with traditional with traditional uh yeah crypto i don't I don't day trade as much. So, you know, I'll do swings, you know, I'll, like I said, I've been long for a few months. Uh, so I'll ride this, uh, as close to 10 as we'll get. And then I'll probably sell. Okay. Fair enough to me. Yeah. I like to use, I, I use exponential moving averages cause I feel like they're a little bit faster than the regular ones. And I'll use like the nine EMA and the 20 EMA. But when I trade alts, I use a lot more indicators because I feel like you can't really do naked charts with alts. I feel like because they're so volatile, I feel like, a guide is better for me. So I'll like toss on Bollinger Bands and I'll like throw on MACD just so I can get a better understanding of what I'm seeing in the market because like you can, you can break a support or you can break a resistance and continue to ride up a little bit and then just get a really gnarly wick back down. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You totally can. Um, yeah. Trading alts. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, is volume. Like mm-hmm. if, uh, under understand you know how much uh coming in or going out will will cause that spike or cause that you know flash crash mm-hmm. um because uh you know if if someone comes in and 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 dumps on the market maker and and they go out what what are you going to do um so um Sorry, I kind of lost, lost my train of thought. Um, no, well, with the, I mean, with alts, they're really volatile. Some of the exchanges that they're on, there's like, there's like no volume. So it's kind of hard to see what's going on. And I feel like right now with alts, everything looks like they're in accumulation phase. Like they've already had this really gnarly, nasty dump and they're just kind of chilling at the bottom, just like consolidating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're looking long-term and you're, you're trying to, trying to build something like, you know, you can, you can average down, you know, in, in whatever you believe in. Um, 
because you're absolutely right. Stuff is, you know, stuff's down, stuff's down so much. It will take very little, uh, to, to get a 30 to 50%, uh, you know, jump. And then you can probably repeat that a few times. Um, I totally agree with you. So let's talk a little bit about, do you feel comfortable giving me your best and your worst trade? You don't have to give the, like the dollar amount, but I just want to, I'd like to hear just the different specifics about it. Um, sure. Uh, my best trade, uh, was, uh, Tron. Uh, I bought Tron on Liqui at, they want to say 24 sats. Uh, and I rode that up to like 1800. Oh my God. Um, so that was like my, that was my nut. Uh, and That's then crazy. like my worst trade, uh, uh, I got, I got a few, I got a few ICOs that bottomed out on me. So like, I mean, uh, you know, hundred percent losses. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't call those my worst trades. Uh, my worst trade probably happened uh, in the market um, when I uh, I got stuck overnight um, over a weekend actually holding shit and I was panicking all weekend and the second the market opened I was fucked so uh, yeah don't do that. <laughs> so close your positions out if you're trading traditional yeah. stocks or options or well I don't know too much about options but if you're trading anything traditional stocks please close them out guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Close your shit. <laughs> yeah. Cl close your stuff, please. Or we're going to throw burgers at you. <laughs> um, so I guess let's talk a little bit about what advice would you give yourself when you first, when, when burger for, when, a, when, when you were just a little junior cheeseburger and you first started trading, what would big burger, what would big burger tell the junior burger? Spend more time on risk management. Okay. I, I, I mean, straight up, I blew up my account a couple times when I first started. I did like I thought I was better than I was. I got overconfident. Yeah. I I uh trading trading is a hundred percent humbling because you are never as smart as you think you are. Mm -hmm. Um so uh you know now I feel like I the way I trade is is a lot more uh even keeled uh and calculated uh than before. Um you know, if I haven't back tested it, if I haven't like really understood it, if it's not like a, a instant news play, like I usually don't take the trade. So do you have like a particular method, like a ritual, like every morning you wake up, make coffee, you know, go sit at your desk and you, are there like coins that you chart or are any products that you chart first and then decide whether you want to get in? Like, what is your morning ritual like, I guess? Um, yeah, uh, wake up. Uh, take the dog out, um, pull up the CNBC, see what's happening. Um, pull up, pull up my, um, my software, see what the pre-market stuff, uh, looks, looks like for all the major, um, sectors and, and indexes. Um, and then I'll, yeah, then I'll pull up the, the chart and I'll, I'll look, you know, how did it close? What's it looking like pre-market? Is it gapping up? Is it gapping down? Uh, if, if this scenario happens, what am I going to do? If this scenario happens, what am I going to do? Um, 
you know, sometimes I'll, uh, there's, there's things you can do, uh, at the open to be like, you know, if it, if it opens, uh, X percent, uh, higher or lower than the close, go ahead and long it or short it. Um, so if there are sectors, uh, that I think that are, are going to have a good day or a bad day, uh, banks or travel or whatever, um, you know, I'll find, you know, whatever, whatever tickers I think are, are opening further, furthest or are the biggest outliers. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a bunch of, you know, limit on opens and, uh, see what happens. Um, and you know, sometimes you get, sometimes you get none, sometimes you get like 20 and you gotta be on your toes and just start, start swinging out, you know, the, the first five, 10 minutes of, uh, of the day is usually the busiest for me. Okay. Fair enough. So when you're talking about gaps, cause I know, I know a little bit about gaps, not a whole lot. And the way I check my gaps is I'll go to the CME chart when I'm looking at Bitcoin and I'll see if we've got any gaps there. Um, but are, are gaps different with traditional stocks? Um, so I'm looking, um, I'm looking, you know, just from the day prior to today. Okay. So, um, you know, um, typically if, you know, you've had a couple up days and it's, and you see that it's gapping down, um, you know, you, you can tell that people are, are looking to get out. They're trying to, they're trying to run their profit. So it will probably, they'll probably spike hard, uh, cause most of the volume comes in, you know, right as the market opens. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are like, these are like five, 10 minute trades, like in and out, like make your money and bounce. Um, you know, uh, and, and if they, uh, and if they go the other way, just, you know, cut it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So do you have, um, do you want to tell anyone to any of the, like, or do you have anything to say to the new audience? Like the people that are not really big traders that are kind of interested in doing it? Like, do you have any advice for them? Uh, yeah, man, just, just never stop trying to learn, man. Like if, if this is something that you're into, uh, if you're in it for trading, then learn about trading. If you're in it for coding, then learn about coding. If you're in it for, you know, mining, learn about the mining, like whatever, whatever aspect of, of this, this industry that you're into, uh, you know, you're going to succeed the most by, by doing, you know, what you like, you know, I, uh, I, I mined for a little bit. I, I learned how to, how to do some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I had some, some stuff going, you know, on a second computer for a little while. And eventually I just was like, yeah, mining's not really my thing. Right. But you know like, how to do it. I do. I, I figured it out, but like, I'm not, I'm not mining anything. I'm not like a spec miner. And like, that's a huge industry, right? Like there's a lot of guys, um, who, uh, who that's all they do. Uh, and like, you know, I've seen them, you know, when Raven came out, when Haven came out, like those guys were just instantly rich. Right. Um, but you know, how many of, how many, you know, crap ones are you mining to get one of those, right? And 100%. Uh, to me, that wasn't, that wasn't worth, uh, wasn't worth, worth, wasn't worth doing for me. Um, but like, I don't know, 
I feel like I feel like you have like with trading, we have a little bit more control of what happens. Like obviously, like alts are very very risky investments, but at the end of the day, we do use technical analysis to kind of guide us as to what could happen with the market. Like when you're spec mining, it's kind of like you read the fundamentals and you're like, okay, well, is this good or this is this bad? And then you have to figure that out. But it's more just like a guess and it's like more of trying a bunch of different things and then like eventually one thing hits and you just kind of don't know what's going to hit. But at least with technical analysis, it's like okay, well, our moving average is tilting upward or you know we have a bear cross here you know you can see bullish and bearish things on the chart so i feel like with technical analysis at least you have some sort of idea what could happen absolutely um and i think more and more uh these days ta is becoming uh basically an essential skill mm -hmm. um when high frequency trading uh started occurring uh, and, you know, massive amounts of, of shares and money started moving, you know, in seconds. Those are all done, you know, by algorithms, right? Mm -hmm. Algorithms have to have rules and rules are written by people. So if everyone's following the general same set of rules, you know, you can, you can figure out what's going to happen uh, to some extent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's a reason why the the stock market went up for 12 years, right? The algorithms were just pushing it. No, 100%. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. So if you, uh, if you can see what's happening and react fast enough um, to either, you know, ride, ride the wave, uh, then, you know, I think you'll be, you can be, you can be really successful. Um, I've got a quick question for you before we go. Sure. So when you trade traditional markets, like you, you say there's things you do that are part of your ritual, like you get up, you put on the news, or you look at the close price, you know, the close in the open, like a bunch of different things. But when you're dealing with crypto, let's say somebody wants to get into an altcoin, like how important are fundamentals compared to traditional markets? Or is it just, or is it, should they really just kind of focus on TA if they want to invest in crypto or trade crypto? Um, I think it's, I think it's too new to, uh, to really base anything on fundamentals. I think it's okay. mostly speculation. Um, and, uh, I would say just start, start with coins that have a lot of volume. Okay. And then if you want to start getting into obscure stuff, go for it. But like, you know, start with the top five or top 10, um, where you know that, there is sufficient liquidity and, um, you know, obviously it still happens, but like the chances of, uh, you know, some kind of flash crash or something uh, is much less likely because the amount of money it would take uh, to cause that is, is much more significant. Fair enough. So before we get going here, um, go ahead and show yourself. Do you have like a course? Do you have like... Like nah, any, I don't, any advice? No. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't sell anything. I don't do anything. I'm, uh, I'm here mostly to, to talk to people and, and have fun. Um, please follow me at crypto burger. And, uh, I will give a shout out to, uh, to quarantine radio, um, that, uh, sabotage beats, uh, has, uh, started up, uh, him and witty have been running the show, uh, it's really cool. Um, I'm actually gonna gonna spin tonight uh, mm -hmm. at ten Eastern, 
uh, for a couple hours. Um, so yeah, quarantineradio.club. Check it out. Follow Crypto Radio. Follow Crypto Burger. Yeah, and while you guys are trading, you can listen to um, the radio station and get an edge. Yeah, it's going on 24-7. <laughs> All right. Well, Berger, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And it was actually, I learned a lot about you and what you do. I think it, I had no idea that you had that much experience in traditional markets, especially coming from a traditional finance company. It's pretty cool to hear how you worked your way up in a small company. And then you decided one day it was no longer for you because, you know, corporate America came in, took over. And it's very, very impressive that you're able to kind of start your own thing and be successful. So thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, man. No one's gonna no one's gonna chase your dreams for you. So you gotta do it. All right. Well, thank you so much and have a good rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye bye.